Joining us now is the Chief Executive of New Zealand Rugby, Steve Chu. Hey, Steve, we appreciate your time this morning. So World Rugby pretty much endorses South Africa, yet France wins this thing easy. What are we supposed to take out of that? Uh, good morning. Well, uh, you can take out of it that democracy is alive and well in world rugby because that's exactly what happened. So, I mean, the background briefly is that we all agreed that there would be a, an evaluation process. The criteria were set and actually endorsed by council. Um, the independent uh, report was written and a recommendation was made based on the scoring which has been published. So very transparent. Uh, in the end, um, it still required a vote and in the end, uh, France comfortably won the vote. So we congratulate France and we commiserate with South Africa in particular, but also on three, three good bids. I guess it does look odd um, and you know, people can speculate around that as much as they want. But the reality, I think for me, as a member of that council, is that when we set the process up, we wanted to get um, very compelling bids in. We wanted um, very secure commercial and financial obligations to be to be guaranteed by governments, uh, and we wanted to ensure that whoever was putting a bid in could actually physically deliver and host both for the players and the fans. And we got three outstanding bids, and in the end, all three countries uh, could and probably at some point will host very good Rugby World Cup. So from that point of view... An outstanding success. Clearly, South Africa, who are very close to us, are disappointed, and we share that disappointment. But we congratulate France. They won fair and square in a democracy. Steve, it's uh, Nato here. Mate, you, um, I mean, early on we said, okay, well, look, we're backing, we're backing South Africa, we're going with South Africa, and obviously, as you said, uh, politics can happen between now and then. So did France come to you at any stage and say, well, um, we'd like to try something like this to sway a vote our way? Did they even attempt it? Uh, no, I think our position was, uh, the, fact, the fact that we went public with our position was helpful. And we've just spent the last 10 days in France being hosted by the French Federation, playing three games with the All Blacks and the Maori All Blacks. Um, so we've seen a lot of them. Uh, we had a very brief conversation when we first met. We reinforced our position. And after that, the only conversation about the World Cup at all really was either jokes or um, we just talked about the process and what we might learn from it and how we could improve it the next time around. So I, I think France respected the fact that uh, we were very open and very clear and we stuck to our guns. And I think Ireland also um, saw that and, and uh, you know, hopefully they respect that position as well. Steve, this was the first time where the World Rugby came out with a recommendation early in the interest of transparency. Do you expect this to be the process from this time forward or will there be a chance now you would keep that part of it secret because of the fallout potentially from this time? Well, I'm not quite sure how much fallout there'll be, um, frankly, but yeah, clearly World Rugby now has an opportunity to review this process um, four years before we have to appoint the next World Cup um, host, so we'll take that time to, to see what we can do um, better. I'm, I'm not sure I would be an advocate for our report being produced with a recommendation and then trying to keep it secret when it's gone to, uh, I don't know, 36 people. Not uh, not uh, secret's not an easy word to Steve, um, Ireland was shown here to be a long way off the pace. I, I, I thought they would have been a wonderful host for it. I mean, it seems like rugby's on the up and up there. They're, they're good people. They've been the star. Their fans have been the stars of tournaments recently. Um, but with their population, and I think maybe the, the fact they've only really got one or two major stadiums worked against them, I look at them and I think they're quite similar to us. So does that indicate that we um, have a huge mountain to climb to ever host a World Cup again? 
Uh, well, I think we had a huge amount of decline in 2005 when we put our bid in for 2011. It was a, you know, that, I think the, the the team that did that work, which I'm proud of, I was very proud to be part of, but you know, led by Jock and, and Chris Moller and Nigel Cass and Therese, um, did an outstanding job. We we had a very very steep hill to climb to get uh, people to believe that we had the the economy, the logistics, uh, the, the the ability to host a an event the size of the World Cup. We, I think, probably did the countries like Ireland a huge favour because we proved that it was possible. The the issue this time around is the criteria were quite clear. And Ireland, I think, if I'm right, came last in all but one criteria. Um, they came last in the overall scoring and they were the first to drop out. So the process, uh, given the criteria we set this time, didn't work uh, for Ireland. Having said that, as I said at the beginning, all three countries could host a World Cup. Like, there's no question about that. Ireland would do a great job. The next time around, we might write different criteria. You know, if, if France is commercially hugely successful and sets the bank balance up for world rugby, then world rugby has every right to, to put different weightings in the criteria. We might say, well, we want to go to a more boutique country, or we want to take the we want to take the game to a developing market. And you know, you set the criteria based on what you see as important at that time, and that'll be a decision to be made by people in the future. Rugby uh, Chief Executive for the uh, NZA, of, of course, is Steve Chu, who joins us on the Radio Sport Breakfast. Do you think France? Swayed people's minds and changed their vote in the last two weeks. Well, I don't know. Um, you know, very few people openly said who they were going to vote for. I think we possibly were the only country that did it publicly, largely because we have media who are very interested. So we answered your question. Um, so I can't answer that. But certainly, uh, France and Ireland and South Africa, for that matter, have been very busy making sure people. Um, clearly understood their view of the report, as we did in 2005. So while there was no scoring in 2005, there were um, evaluation reports written. And we, what we did actually at the time was that Chris and Jock physically got on an aeroplane and visited every single voting member of council at that time with the evaluation report and spoke to it. So emphasised the good bits and uh, took an opportunity to try and mitigate some of the things that were not so good. And obviously they did a very good job because at the end, um, that's true. All right, Steve, I appreciate your time on the Radio Sport Breakfast this morning. Always a pleasure. Take care. Enjoy the sunshine. It's clearly not sunny in London. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you. <laughs> well, the sun is out here in Auckland. Yeah, you go.